Hola madres, this is welcome back to another episode of Let's Be Real podcast. If you're new here, don't forget to smash the like and subscribe to the channel. People who will be tuning in later on on our audio platforms as well, like um, if you haven't smashed the follow button, better way you are tuning in from Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, you know, it doesn't matter. So um, yeah, man, do us a favor, smash the follow button or wherever you are. And um, <clears throat> big up our partners before we get into things. Uh, big up our partners, Manscaped. They came on board, I think, you know, a couple of weeks ago now. Um, it was a pleasant surprise and they, they're one of the pioneers in below the waist grooming and they have been for a few years, you know. Um, when you watch random shows, when you watch a UFC fight and then you see Manscaped being, you know, the primary sponsor, it really dawns upon you that um, what they are and you know how much of a um, how much of a big name they are especially when it comes to you know uh, men's grooming and also uh, the very fact that they have been supporting um, our friends our football family basically over in the UK as well for over you know so many years like I think even way back in 2019 I remember you know uh, the big six show was sponsored by Manscaped so but they have been always uh, been super supportive of uh, you know fan channels, especially football related uh, fan channels in my memory. So yeah, man, big up basically for, over in the UK as well the, over all the love so and years, uh, like, big up you guys. You know, if you can help us out, if you can help Manscaped out, the link is in the description below. Valentine's Day is coming up. You know, if you want to gift someone um, your your beloved ones, you know, whether it be a girl or a boy, man or a woman, um, there's there's a, there's a whole um, catalog of products that manscape offer you know from you 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 can you can see stuff from you know deodorants to loungewear trimmers you know nose trimmers all of that so um yeah like if you if you take a look at the catalog and you know some of the prices might seem a bit steep you can just scroll down a bit and there are stuff you know under 50 euros under 50 dollars under 50 pounds so yeah man this is the best way basically you can um, show some love and appreciation for what we have been doing non-stop as i always reiterate juggling unis families jobs whatnot you know we have been here every match day before the game after the game to have a two-way conversation with you guys so yeah man um pick up every single one of you who who shows us love um you know um it, it, it is it is super humbling to say the least but uh, yeah that aside housekeeping aside big up more big up my co host co-panelist what's the vibe like how is it uh how is your tuesday looking like so far bro yeah for me you know, after listening to you i'm pretty hyped up uh, i'm just typing manscape.com and i'm gonna go and buy some products <laughs> off there so i i mean i think manscape should just you know hire you uh, to do all their promos you know I, i'm pretty <coughs> enthused about like i wish about yeah man but but jokes aside i think I, i'm pretty excited to be here uh, you know doing this show with you again so I, I was away for a bit, but now I'm back, so it's gonna be exciting. It's kind of a it's kind of a heavyweight premium preview lineup, right? Like it's not the usual Jacob. It's more into it, so it's gonna have some more, uh, you know, nuance to it. I, I, I mean, we'll try, but you know, to uh, living up to Farouk's level is like is a is a task in itself. So we'll try our best 100%, to do it. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Then easy, then easy around the spots. Mm. especially when the Nigerian prince is involved. He's uh, happily vacationing over in Nigeria. You know, Ashik 
always fondly asks me, you know, what's Farouk doing? Did he did he get to watch Nigeria? Well, what's his mood like? I, I was telling him, like, he's home. He should be celebrating Nigeria's uh, win uh, in the AFCON a couple of days back, I guess. Um, so he should be he should be super 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 happy. Um, yeah, and Jacob is also away vacationing. So I guess it's just you and me, bro. You know who doesn't get uh, days off, really? Yeah. But yeah. Um, I mean, we don't have anywhere to vacation to, so I guess you know we just, we're just stuck. Yeah, we're just we're just uh, you know um, pulled down by by this fucking winter. I hate winters, but I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, man. Right now, a... like, ever since I woke up in the morning, it's been snowing, snowing, snowing. Yeah. I, it's it, it kind of gets depressing after a point because you know. Uh, everybody's yeah. like oh it's no it's soft it's fluffy it's so cute and you know i'm like yeah living in the snow for a while and then you'll know you know when you have to uh, shovel all that stuff out of the way that that's when you really understand what living in the snow is like so yeah 100 percent. and then you know it, it, it's kind of like watching ramadan play hatafe because watching hatafe is like always an eyesore so yeah now you know what living in the snow is like I, I completely understand, you know, like working somewhere in Switzerland for a couple of days is completely different to living somewhere that snows like six months a year. You know, it, it, it ain't the same. It doesn't hit the same. And for Hetafe, I'll tell you, obviously, they're going to be fucking hacking people down left, right and center. But one thing they, in my opinion, are not associated with exactly is boring, right? Their, their games, you know, they bring to the table some, some spice, some masala. You know, they, they are always up especially, for the fight, you know. Especially if mm. you're one of those guys who are of the persuasion, you know, who follow the philosophy of Barcelona or Ajax. You know, the way the, 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 these guys managed to get into the heads of all the Ajax fans after playing in the <laughs> Europa League. I, I think it's like one of the most le- legendary moments on social media in itself because every time you go there, you'll see, still see, you know, Ajax fans crying about that game. So for me, uh, if, if for nothing, I love Hetafe for that. <laughs> Hundred percent. It's it's always a clash of styles, right? Like when you watch Hatafe and when you watch Borderless, you know, basically a journeyman up until you know he hit the jackpot with Hatafe, you know, um, two three years ago. Not two three years. I think four years ago. Now it's twenty twenty four. My God, time time flies. Um, where he uh, basically took Hatafe to just one point below Champions League places, and that too on the final match day of the season, and um, how he basically took. Valencia as well to the Copa del Rey finals, losing just on penalties. This guy has done a, pr- a tremendous job, and he is kind of not, you know, resonated with the fans as much in other clubs. But at Hetafe, it's there seems to be a solid marriage, right? There seems to be a connection between what happens on the pitch, what his ideologies are, and how his team sets up to basically negate opposition, regardless of who it is, and you know, see out games, win games most importantly um yeah i think yeah, uh, with, with borderlands the thing is like he has made uh, hatafe fans believe he has taken hatafe to places like uh yeah. where they rarely are you know the thing is like okay mm. fine before Hata- before borderlands as well they have had few seasons where they have been good but like being consistently this good is like something that's like alien to hatafe but under borderlands man i think there they, have been something really different i mean i wouldn't call them special because watching their games like you said is excruciating you know it's like it's it's never uh boring but it's excruciating in the fact that it can be extremely painful to watch the style of football that they play you know this is kind of the vibe that we used to get uh with atleti at the start of uh simeone's tenure but right now i think with borderlass is kind of like <laughs> that, that that's a cheeky comparison i mean it, it, it's definitely why it's just like it's a lower true, quality it's true. Atleti. But atleti had a little more you know quality yeah. to them yeah. right 
Yeah, exactly. So, so for me, I think Bordelas is like is a hero to all Hatafe fans that I've ever spoken to. So you know, yeah. that's probably two. But you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, to them, it's, he's a hero because of the way he has managed the club and managed to turn everything around. And you know, like taking them into places they rarely were before. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Not gonna lie, man. Like I, I like really like the way they carry themselves against Barcelona earlier in the season as well. Um, they were did they did they actually uh, like at least draw the game because man I'm shit like but I remember they came off the game feeling like you know they could have won the game basically. Yeah, um, I, I I don't remember exactly as well. I should probably have checked mm. what their results against Barcelona were. Like I was too engrossed in setting everything up. But you remember the controversy and kind of you know the yeah the thing is like the, with Barcelona yeah. there's always a controversy when they play Hetafe. You know the thing is like Hetafe's <laughs> style is all, all about frustrating Barcelona. Barcelona like these guys they love to play yeah. the ball and they think once they have the ball they're automatically yeah. going to win. But when it does not happen, is they start crying about it. So for me, I wouldn't be surprised if there was. I, I I'm sorry to say that I don't exactly remember what the result was. It was a nil nil yeah. at the Colosseum Alfonso Perez. Yeah, there, but, there, uh, there you go, there you go. You know, nil nil Barcelona not <laughs> being able to score is like it's like Beginning a perfect recipe, you know, for for a crisis, yeah. for a morning. So yeah, yeah, hundred percent makes sense, makes sense. But yeah, man, big up the chat, uh, big up Madrid TV, big up, big up guy. He says big up guys, big up Madrid TV, man, every single time such a devoted you know, support of the channel has been like i've seen him ever since i got into you know watching football content um, on youtube he was a name that i saw pop up everywhere if the mohammadi as well uh, he says what's up boys what's up if the hope you're doing well man um he um uh, tv basically said hatafe is always a difficult game 100% they don't make it easy for you a couple of years mm. ago, I remember it was like, I think it's a 21-22 season where we almost like won everything except, except the Copa. And mm. uh, January, I think we were coming off a good run and in January we had our first defeat, first game of January, first defeat 1-0. Away at yeah. The Rangers, you know. I, and I think if I remember it was like, uh, it was Militao who, who kind of got sent off or something. I don't exactly remember, but something related to Militao happened in that game. So, you know, like Madrid TV said, you know, Hatafe away, always a difficult game. I remember, like like you said, Hello, did we lose Sunet? Okay. Sunet, I think I lost you for a moment. Oh, shit. Yeah. Am I back? Yeah, Can you hear me? Back, yeah. Okay, okay. I don't know what happened, but I was I was saying um, I can't remember the specifics of you know that game, but I remember the feeling like how shitty I felt, right? Like it was like beginning of Jan or something, right? Right after Christmas or something. Yeah, yeah. If I if I remember correctly, yeah. it was Jan third or something, and we kind of mm. lost the game one zero. If I remember mm. correctly. Yeah. See, ask and me the about Hatafe Madrid games. I can tell you. Don't ask me about Hatafe Barcelona. Okay, you're gonna put me on the spot. Right. Right, right, right. No, the Hedafe Barcelona sticks out in my mind because, you know, like that was one of the earlier games. Now I check the date, it's like August 13th or something. That's like forever ago. No, Xavi was still, you know. Um, the darling of Barcelona. Yeah, darling of Barcelona basically being heralded as, you know, the second coming of, you know, Cruyff, you know, Guardiola, you name it, you know, how quickly he, fortunes can turn. He was mm. going to win them three Champions Leagues on the bounce, so. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say that. 
but you know champions league they always knew you know it was kind of the kryptonite but um yeah in the league they just looked like you know nobody could touch them but yeah five months on you know he's basically said uh, the pressure is too much this guy man like did you read the athletic stuff like can you rely on athletic being you know pretty accurate when it comes to la liga more like i don't know Like, I mean, it depends on, on the journalist, right? For Real Madrid, I think uh, I it's, uh, the I two journalists are like, accurate. So. Mario Cortagena and... Uh, Mario Cortagena and, and Guillermo Rai. Guillermo Rai, right, right, right. But I don't remember who this article was by, but it was basically um, uncovering what happened behind Xavi's decision and blah, blah, blah. So apparently he used to read every single... Um, news article or you know like he used to listen to you know random podcasts and whatnot you know slating him why would he do that like that just I, shows I mean, you I, like that's... i hope he was listening to ours you know having a an audience <laughs> as prestigious you know whatever happens about him as a manager i think as a player was pretty good so having xavi mm. be one of our listeners like it's gonna be pretty cool not gonna lie not gonna lie uh but i'm i'm, I'm gonna tell you something right when i read that the first mental image that i had in my brain was the fact that how he kind of carried himself on the pitch as well like people can call him as a leader like he is yeah someone you look up to yeah like men in a team but he's no puyol right so i remember like even when he was playing even with barcelona were like clearly on top basically you know running through us he used to have this this ego where he looked small like i remember that and this is what you know has happened even in his managerial career where you know he basically has to um look for validation from from the people and you know from from the press and what not like how can you expect that someone with his um experience in 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 top flight football and especially in la liga especially in barcelona like he should have you know come into the job expecting no mercy you know i i don't know where that where that uh, feeling of oh these guys betrayed me you know they are thankless man yeah you know, at the, at the i, I think i i, I mm. think shavi uh, like kind of like uh, he's pushed like a little bit to to the extreme with that one you know about talking mm. about how press is and everything because like shavi more than anyone should know what, how the press is for clubs like real madrid and clubs like barcelona you know uh, the thing is that the pressure is always going to be there these clubs are not just sport, football clubs you know they're also uh, politically uh, they, they have some political influence so they're political tools as well so i think the pressure is going to be immense and shavi more than anyone should know it because shavi is from the academy and you know he 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 grew up a barcelona fan so like f- for me shavi should be expecting this and to come out and say oh yeah i'm giving up because the pressure is too much i've never received the appreciation that i should have is like it's kind of disappointing to hear from him personally i i i felt that last season maybe his triumphs got a little bit too hyped because you know the thing is like yeah. they they all we always think that Barcelona oh man they they scored 88 points they have such a good defense but what we feel to ignore is the what we ignore is the fact that you know they were winning a lot of those games like by a goal or something you know by by the mm. narrowest of margins their attack wasn't that great but the defense was good and this season with the loss of Busquets i think they lost it so Xavi is kind of like i wouldn't completely blame Xavi because you know without a dm of the quality of to quote Farouk Sergio B is like you know it, it's really difficult but uh, i i think it kind of put him into his place and the fact that he was inexperienced you know coming from Qatar only having coached Al Sadd and 
So I, I kind of think he got exposed this season. Probably a little bit of humility uh, in the last season where their players were shouting about how it was the beginning of a new era and everything. Oh my God, yeah. that wasn't even last year, right? Like, I mean, that was that wasn't even. Final. Yeah, yeah, last, uh, early Jan yeah, last early year, Jan. right? Yeah, yeah. my father. Yeah, so uh, I, I kind of think a little bit of humility, a little bit of introspection about how, what uh, Barcelona's position exactly was and how they won. Because I think last season it was it wasn't just about Barcelona winning; it was also about the fact that you know, essentially after January we gave up. We, our team was like pretty bad. Otherwise, mm. I mean, if 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 we are at the be- if we were in the, our best form and Barcelona were in the, their best form last season, I definitely think Real Madrid, <clears throat> Real Madrid would have won the title. But, you know, it was kind of like disappointing from us, excellent from them, and they won it. But this season, I, yeah. I, I, I hope, you know, normal service is resumed. That, that's the thing, right? When Barcelona fall off, uh, the fall off is just pretty um, hard to stomach, you know, especially for their fans, especially even, even as a rival. You, you guys remember, like, how controversial I was when I stated that I would like Lewandowski to join Barcelona and make basically, you know, make them push us to be even better, right? And that happened. They won the league in, in, in tremendous fashion and whatnot. But um, what I didn't basically um, measure is is the level of implosion that was happening before our eyes. Because, uh, like, I'm not someone who, who you know, indulges myself in, in you know, Twitter paparazzi, uh, you know, endeavors, you know, like, in my, in my free time. Like, I don't you know, really browse Twitter much. So I didn't really know what was happening. But, you know, when, you know, big figures like Ali Mani left last summer, you know, you know, Jordi Cruyff left the left left the uh, the staff as well. Like, I, I could see there was some sort of a friction behind the scenes. And now you could clearly see when it, when it all, you know, came to light with his resignation that, you know, people weren't really backing him like, you know, the world would like to have believed, like the fans would have liked to believe. But I guess... I, I think yeah. the signing of uh, Lewandowski was like, if, if you expected, mm. Bar- if you wanted Barcelona to succeed in the long term, I think the signing of uh, Lewandowski was like an extremely risky one. Because right now mm. we see what Lewandowski is and the fact that Bayern got 50 million for him is a steal, you know? Did he, did he cry, bro? Like, was it true? Like, I'm, I'm not sure. Like, did you read that? Like, he broke into tears and whatnot. When when Xavi kind of you know dressed the team and stuff, um, like yeah, the I, next morning I, in the first training session or something. I, I don't really know to be honest. Like uh, <laughs> yeah. there were also talks about like, him hosting people. It's, it's crazy. At his home, you know the thing is like the funny thing is like for the last like six months I've been reading this stuff that every time Barcelona loses, uh, a report will come out in Sport or Mundo Deportivo and they'll say, oh the players have gathered now and they have pulled up their socks and shirts and they're like now now it's over now we're gonna be a different team and then they go on and lose again. So <laughs> these things, are, you know, the thing is like you just read them and laugh and you know just move on. For for me, I don't take it seriously. But I think the fact of the matter is like the reason the the thing is they brought in Lewandowski, a player like who was clearly or you know, uh, trending towards the end of his career. And yeah. now now his form is gone. And the thing is, like, Lewandowski is a good player, but he doesn't exactly fit in with the Barcelona style because Lewandowski is a player who likes the ball to come to him. And for Barcelona, they for their style, the style that Xavi says that he epitomizes, you know, is like, is, it's all about movement. So when mm-hmm. Lewandowski doesn't do that, I think he, he kind of struggles in the system. Barcelona probably would have been wiser enough, you know, to... Uh, Take in one or two lean years before you know rising up again, building from the bottom. 
but they decided that you know the thing is like they they wanted to all they want to stay at the top and you know spend irresponsibly so they decided to go with Lewandowski and fair play to them i think it worked out a little bit because they won a yeah, league title nobody so. would frown at a league title right yeah but no the thing chance. is like uh, yeah. what is what can be the potential complications from this you know what can be the potential con- mm. consequences now that they mm. don't have money in the coming summer you know they don't really have money to hire a top quality coach they might not have the money to sign top tier talents you know even the last summer mm. there were rumors about them wanting zubi mendy and bernardo silva and Kimmich and all those players but you know they had to struggle they had to settle for Oriol Romeo so that kind of speaks for itself <laughs> so what's going to happen in the future you know they, they kind of mortgage their like, uh, future to just to win that one the, league title so it will be interesting to see what happens Romeo's first two seasons I was like thinking oh yo you know maybe that's a cheap cheap option like a cheap stopgap you know basically because he was putting up decent numbers you know I was thinking he might be some sort of a you know a temporary fix but the way he basically ghosted um from there on in um yeah it was expected i i, I think maybe the, I, the, the something that we tend to ignore is the fact that when you go to these top top clubs you know like the likes of madrid and barcelona it's not just about being mm. a good player it's also about having the ability to deal with that mentality you know with that pressure that yeah, comes with yeah. and i think sometimes people yeah. struggle it doesn't mean that romeo is not a decent player i mean he he's a decent, decent player, player. He, mm. he he played well for girona but i think like probably the pressure he just cannot deal with it mm. talking about girona like um yeah like we are, we are basically trying to cover everything that happened in the last couple of days but uh, the news coming out regarding their full backs and what not like it, it's gaining you know so much traction like do you do you think that we are going to really go for um either gutierrez or uh, arno someone in the summer I think the one being linked right now is Jan Cuoto, uh, the their right back. I, I was kind of surprised. Yeah. I I thought that he was older, honestly, but I was kind of surprised mm. to learn that he's only twenty one. So that's he's only twenty one. Yeah, he's oh. only twenty one. So I I kind of thought that he was older. So when when I read that he's only twenty one or something, I was kind of is surprised. he is he is he Spanish or Brazilian? He's Brazilian. Brazilian. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So for for me, I think that that's something that, uh, that's the news that has been like coming up for, in the recent. days like the uh, past couple of past month uh, exactly i think it was marka yeah. who broke that news for me i yeah. I, w- i definitely want to see how this thing goes like whenever i've seen him whenever i've seen jerona I, i i would say that he's a good player but is he the quality where you you could challenge uh, you know the likes of dani carvalho would it be a wise investment because you know i think alex jimenez has been doing well at milan uh, you probably watch milan games so you probably have seen him so yeah. that could be an interesting option if you only need a backup you know or it could be an interesting option just to resign lucas and you know bring alex back like the season after and there's also an mm. interesting talent uh, in the youth team called jesus forte with uh, like on whom ramadred have a lot of hopes and he was signed with atleti from atleti and they kind of broke okay. the pact you know the non aggression pact to sign him so that's okay. a player that they have high hopes from so it would be interesting uh, definitely ancoto is a good player it would be an interesting signing if they do make it with regards to miguel i think uh, Alfonso Davies is obviously the first choice so it will hinge on what happens there I think. <clears throat> right, right, yeah. Um Alfonso Davies I I'm not sure, you know, anymore um how optimistic we can be, right? Like I'm, I'm not I'm just going by whatever, you know. Um mama that I've been hearing over the past few days but yeah, Yan Kuto um I haven't seen much of him, you know. I I'll hold my hands up uh by saying that but um whenever I've seen him, you know, make forays into the attacking third he looks like a player 
he looks like uh, he has some neat feet can beat the man has decent delivery as well not so sure about his defensive uh, work rate but yeah like talking about Alex Jimenez um he really needs at least another couple of years you know playing top flight football for for that for that refinement you know if you know what i mean um to yeah the step up even as a backup to Danny Carvalho would be a bit too daunting Alex Jimenez he's in a good moment right now you know we must let him develop yeah for, um, for me the thing is like yeah. what I see as the ideal scenario would be like the rumor recently has been like today I think it came out today or yesterday that Ramirez mm-hmm. want to extend Carval for one more year so I think yeah. the, the the ideal thing to do would be you know give uh, Carvajal a one-year extension give Lucas a renewal because he's his contract expires at the end of the season and see how the next season goes and then decide what you want to do because you know uh, Jan Quaro seems like a good option i think he has like he, even his contract with the uh, city i think he he only has one year left after the season because he's a city yeah. player he's not a Girona player so yeah, I we'll, we'll probably be signing him from and there. and the numbers they they they're speaking is like uh, under 15 million or something right uh, i'm not exactly sure about the numbers and honestly i don't really trust the numbers because you know you can always end up surprised but okay. uh, yeah it will be an interesting option if the if the club decides to bring him in you know we are always obviously going to support him but yeah i i think with the with the alex option it would be you know if carvajal and lucas renewed alex gets like maybe milan buy him out and remember it always have the buyout buyback option so we see how he develops after one year and then we can decide you know what to do for the future 100% 100% so i guess we have covered a bit of you know what have been hap- what has been happening around um La Liga and Spain for a bit. I guess it's it's, it's time to see what you have been cooking more, you know, uh, with Manscaped, you know, um, and then we'll be coming back and hopefully we'll, we'll, you know, we'll get into how Hatafe have been doing and preview the game, basically, from there on. All right, man, I'm going to play the ad here, but I'm going to feel extremely shy after this. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's understandable. Ever since we started this podcast, we have had people reach out to us and ask us, you know, about how you guys can support us, how you guys can help us out in this mission that we have, that is to spread the good word about Real Madrid all around the world. So I guess this is an opportunity for us. This is a great opportunity for us, and this is an opportunity for you guys to help us out. So we're partnering with Manscaped.com, and they're going to be our sponsors for the foreseeable future, as long as, you know, you guys pitch in and buy their products and help us out. So without further ado, this is like our first ever ad read on we're doing on this uh, on this podcast. So let me just read it out everything the Manscaped sent to us, and I hope you guys will support us. So roses are red, violets are blue. Trim your balls, and your dates will love us too. What's up, fellas? So for for Valentine's Day, Manscaped has partnered with us to bring a special offer to you guys. And what is the prescription for Manscaped? It is the all new Performance Package 5.0 Ultra, designed to elevate your grooming game and shine like the heartthrob that you are so let me guys let me just show you guys everything that is in this package right here so manscape.com is a brand that is trusted by over 10 million men worldwide uh, when you're talking about manscape you guys can be sure that it's all about quality and right now partnering with us you can get this quality with a 20% discount and free shipping if you use our code which is LBR20 it is written down on the screen that you guys can see if you go to manscape.com slash LBR20 and use this code you you'll get a 20% discount and you know free shipping so 
what's special about this Valentine's Day. I'm sure you guys have plans. You guys have special plans and to get ready for the special plans, you probably need to be groomed right. So while grooming, you probably don't want to get cut in areas you don't want to get cut. Don't want to get nicked in areas you don't want to get nicked. So for that, I think Valentine's for Valentine's Day, Manscaped.com has a very special uh, product for you. It's called the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra. So what is it? Let me just show it to you guys. So this is the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra. It's designed to help you guys groom yourself without you know getting hurt and everything. So what does Manscaped say about this? Like the special feature for this is like it has skin safe technology which guards your V-Day treasures, Valentine's Day treasures against any grooming mishaps like we talked about, you know. Don't want to get nicked, right? Don't want to get nicked. It also comes with the brightest LED spotlight yet. It's brighter than your best romantic smile. Perfect for precise grooming even in the trickiest spots. Oh, it's waterproof too. So you can use it in the shower, you know, without damaging the equipment. But hey, that's not all, you know. this thing also comes with a weed racket 2.0 it's a special product for your nose you don't want nose hair sticking out of your nares on your special day but that's not all they also have manscapes liquid formulation that is special for this and two free goodies the shed travel bag and boxes 2.0 because comfort is king for all my followers and for a happy ending there's a manscape refined cologne it's a valentine's day touch for your grooming routine Elevate your grooming routine and set the stage for a romantically smooth celebration. And for <coughs> people, you know, people like me who have beards, uh, right now I've shaved, so you probably can't see it. But you have Manscaped brings you the Beard Hedger Pro Kit. Uh, right now it's not with me, but uh, it is designed to, you know, shape your scruff effortlessly. It sculpts your cheek lines and maintains your beard styles, giving you that suave look for your romantic moments. Seamlessly handling even the thickest of beards. It's the perfect tool for a polished day appearance. So get 20% off with and free shipping with the code LBR20 at manscaped.com. That's right, 20% off with, the free, uh, with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code LBR20 because grooming upgrade awaits ready to charm your Valentine's dates. Okay, Mo basically made me wait for 90 seconds. Okay, that was a bit too excruciating. You know, nail biting, tense. You know, uh, moment before I came back on air, man. That was, that was you shouldn't do that, man. That's basically you know putting me through 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 through, through uh, such nerves for no reason. But yeah, man. I, I guess uh, you take some pleasure in it. But bigger more, man. Bigger more. He had uh, a, such a small window, especially with his exams and whatnot, to to cook that up. Uh, people, you heard the man, right? You heard the man describing uh, some very, um, let, let's just say very, uh, you know, fond detail of, you know, how how Manscaped uh, has elevated, you know, people's lives, especially um, with their products. So, yeah, man, the code is in the description, code is in the pinned comment as well. People who, who, are, who are tuning in later on, um, on our audio platforms as well, you know, come, come over to our social media, um, pages instagram youtube facebook all of that you'll, you'll find the link and uh, don't forget to apply the content if you can if you do make a purchase please make sure to send in a receipt so that we can you know show manscape that you guys came from us it's not a, it's not a mandatory thing you know if, if you apply the code that, that's implied you know that that you came through us but still it's just a nice um you know nice uh 
And I'm not I'm not going to lie, you know, yeah. th this thing is pretty good to hold. So. Oh yeah, yeah, he has it he has it ready, you know, in case if we need a live demo as well, you know, takes me back, takes me back to my uh, sales rep days, you know, uh, back in back in uni. I, 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 but I, yeah, I don't know about live demo because you know the thing is like we we still want to be monetized. So this <laughs> this is the live, live demo do. doesn't <laughs> a live demo, a live demo doesn't involve uh, you know any anything obscene. You know, we could we could just uh, do what AFTV does. You know, um, take a Kiwi and demonstrate it, but it, it might be you know stretching. Yeah, yeah, but Jacob, yeah, Jacob was pretty excited about using a Kiwi, so it, it's just yeah, sad yeah, that Jacob. we cannot get him the equipment. <laughs> Jacob, Jacob is in Jacob is in Dubai at the moment. You know, hopefully he doesn't pull the, the, the you know that those kind of shit over there you know because uh, he wouldn't be making his way back if he does that but yeah man big up jacob big up manscape hopefully um we you know we we get to hear from you guys you know if you guys make a purchase you know um it, it is the best best time like like i say you know valentine's days are around the corner you know make your life a bit smoother you know if you if you if you get what i mean um Let's get to a few of the comments more, uh, if you can help me. Um, yeah, I think we should start with the ones at the bottom from Madrid TV. It's about like, it kind of ties into the description of what we were talking just now. There you go. Um, Madrid TV was mentioning Barcelona is in the mud. I wanted Xavi to stay, man. Um, 100%. You know, everybody was kind of, you know, heartbroken when, you know, he announced he was leaving. Madrid TV was also mentioning we have 8 million um buyback option for miguel gutierrez when others has to buy him for 30 million plus yeah that's 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 an enticing opportunity not gonna lie um the more i've seen of him you know especially more who was a staunch um uh, advocate for him being re-signed you know, from way back when when i really didn't think he had the minerals it was not exactly doubting you know his his potential but it was just me waiting to see how he can handle, you know, uh, La Liga constantly, back-to-back, -back, you know, back-to-back -back season, especially uh, at, at the top. Uh, and he has shown that he has temperament, he has enough uh, in him. Um, Merity was also mentioning, we need a right-back soon. Why not bring back Hakim? He is a Madrid-born, yeah, Madrid-born player. After all, it's not that easy. I'm not sure about his contract situation. Like, uh, it should be at least... I think he has a contract till 2026, but like for me, the biggest yeah, worry is about at least two years. Yeah, two, mm -hmm. for me, there are two worries about him. It's first of all, is the fact that he's at PSG, and second of all, is the case that happened at against him. I don't really know what's happening over there, so I think yeah, it has all gone silent. So I don't, I'm not sure. You know. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, like, I, I'm anyway. not even sure like what's happening with the case. So I think those two issues are the ones that are probably strongly against him, and and coupled with the fact that. He kind of misses out games in you know at the start of this uh, at the start of the year in January and February mm -hmm. whenever there is Afcon. So Afcon, yeah, that might kind of you know. Um, I mean, that's why I, our I, club in, in yeah. an ideal environment you you wouldn't want that to happen. Uh, I, I I wish the FIFA you know they they would institute a winter break or something that kind of helps <laughs> us squeeze into these these competitions. You know, instead of having these international breaks in February, March, or whenever these keep happening. Just like you know, tie everything up and uh, hold it in January or something. So these competitions, you know, competitions like Afcon, get the respect that they deserve. Hundred percent. That that's like Afcon is the the biggest reason that like we, you know, as a club, really don't fancy you know, you know African African prospects. But yeah, man, um, 
I think I think it's basically out of our hands to even predict what's going to happen with Hakimi. But uh, it, it is a given that you know if he's coming back, people are going to welcome him with open hands, um, open arms, especially because you know of his history with us. Um, a few more of the comments before we you know uh, head into stuff. Um, if the Muhammadi was mentioning, don't forget Hedafe uh, got Mason Greenwood on their side, and he is good at attacking. If you know, <laughs> you know. Well. Um, I guess we should move past that, man. You know, uh, we should talk about what he brings to the table as a as a player. And bro, he he is he's special. Not gonna lie. Um, El Maragiba was mentioning Al Madrid homies. Uh, it's that special time of the year. Going to Borderless Brick House with a sledgehammer and hope. Let's go get it, Madridistas. Yeah, man. Big up, big up, Merengue boy, man. He's a he's a poet as well. I didn't know that. Um, but yeah, uh, talking about uh, Borderless and and his army. Right, uh, no better place to begin than with um, Mayoral and what he has been doing over the past couple of years. Let's be honest, you know, he has been slowly simmering, 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 but uh, he has really, I think, blossomed this season so far. This go- the goal he scored yesterday was an absolute gift. If you saw that, Mo, uh, it was just a yeah, uh, I, just I, a I couldn't catch it yesterday, but like for me, the interesting thing about it is the fact that now he's caught up with Bellingham at the top of the. La Liga scoring charts. So, you know, a couple yeah. of years ago, we were definitely talking about uh, Borja Mayoral, you know, potentially being Benzema's backup. I was kind of like, always have been kind of like, you know, I've been high on him because of the the, the way he plays the game, you know. I've always said that I liked him more than Jovic because of his dynamism and everything. But this season, he has really managed to come into the goals, man. I think uh, he's doing his talent a service and scoring 14 goals uh, in La Liga is never, like, you know, it's never easy. But the fact that he has managed, been able to match to do it in a, in a team like Hatafe is like even more incredible. When you consider the fact that Hatafe, you know, they've scored 28 goals this season in the league, and 14 mm. of them are from Myral. Although I'm not like that's mad. For you know, it's 50 of a, of a team's goals is like incredible. Uh, any way you slice it, so for for me, I think Myral has done brilliantly this season and has been rightly linked with. I, I believe it was Arsenal. I don't know if the transfer is going to happen or anything. You know, even in the really round. during Jan or he, on the summer, he, he was kind of linked with Arsenal about them potentially scouting him. You know, because uh, as okay. I said, he, he's a, he's a dynamic player. So any team that wants to play football in a in a way that's like position oriented, I think should be looking at him. But mm. but yeah, I think this season he's really stepped up. Mayoral, I'm not going to lie, you know, what makes him so good, it's, it's the way he basically is very well-rounded. You know, whether it be linking up play, whether it be running the channels, he has a certain knack for, you know, basically not being, you know, pretty decent inside the box. It's also his his uh, other aspects, um, you know, uh, to, to, to forward play as well that makes him very versatile uh, an option, you know, especially... Uh, in, in, in the current era where strikers are hard to come by, especially mobile, um, well-rounded strikers. And yeah, man, uh, Mayoral has made a name for himself and I've seen quite a bit of him, especially against Barcelona as well, you know, against Atleti uh, as well, where they were kind of unlucky to basically, you know, consider a draw, did they lose or something? And Mayoral was, you know, absolutely amazing that night. Um, and he also scored against yeah. us earlier in the season. Although it was a oh, gift, yeah. it, although it was a yeah. gift that uh, Alaba and you know uh, Fran Garcia decided to give it to him, but he, he took full yeah. advantage of it. Yeah, um, um, like at home, right? I remember that. Yeah. yeah, wasn't wasn't pretty. We basically needed you know Bellingham to you know do the 
do the honors to you know get away with three points that day but um i think there's an interesting comment about myral from Reddit tv that probably you should be um yeah magic tv was mentioning myral has been good this season why he was sold and players like mariano state is beyond All, always like them um play similar like benzema good linker play and can shoot with both feet yeah valid point you what know. do you think about this? <laughs> we all know did you hear the mariano hannibal incident at sevi as well yeah, i i heard about it but i don't really know the details so i would like love to hear so, more about it from you <sighs> I think Hannibal is, is Hannibal Jebri or Mejbri. I'm not I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Was United's uh, youth prospect, right? He scored that good goal, I, I guess, against City or who was it? I don't remember. Um, so he was on loan at Sevilla, and apparently, <laughs> when they were having a, a kicker ball in the training session, you know, Mariano basically failed to control a ball, which made Hannibal lose it. You know, he was he basically burst out laughing, is what they claim, which uh, yeah, which in turn turned into kind of a you know a scuffle, right? And um, and yeah, so th- th- this was this was the incident. But yeah. comes yeah, yeah, yeah. For Go me, on. the thing the thing always about Mariano is like whenever we talk about Mariano, there's like two things that uh, like okay, three things that come to my mind. First mm. is the goal against Barcelona that he scored in the Clásico. You remember, like one minute after coming on, his only involvement yeah. was that goal scored and that celebration. Second thing yeah. is like he, he, there was a picture of him walking with a lion, so as a pet. Mm. So that's the second thing that comes to my mind. And the third thing is like his new hairstyle. I mean, I shouldn't be like mocking people for their hair, but you know that 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 that, that hairstyle was something else. So for me personally, I think there there has to be a reason why Mariano like manages to stay at all these clubs. You know get a lot of backing even in the Hannibal incident I, I what I heard was like a lot of senior players were angry with Hannibal because of him laughing at uh, Mariano so I'm like okay fine if this guy doesn't know play football at least he knows how to make friends so you know wherever he goes he's probably a dressing room presence that everybody likes yeah Mariano I think I think it's a humble guy like Mariano um, uh, he no, sadly I don't know what humble guy you know the thing is like uh, there's a the fourth sense... thing now that I remember about him it's like there was this right. uh, one video where he was getting a tattoo. He was basically in a surge, surge, uh, operating theater uh, under anesthesia and everything. And there were like so oh, many I people. Oh, I remember that. You remember that one? Yeah, yeah. that was something yeah. else. I don't really know if I'd call a guy like that humble. I mean, in the sense, like we have seen so many, you know, prima donnas in football. Like, you know, Mariano at least is in that level. Um, but I have a soft spot for him, for his goal against Depor, which I'll never forget. You know, in, in, in the Duodecima season Steve where 17. he was... Yeah, well, he was pretty pivotal coming up from the bench. I guess that season was so special that no matter who came off the bench, they basically delivered the goods. But Mariano, for me, I'm not going to slay him much, <laughs> you know. But If I remember um, correctly, that was his uh, first season with Real Madrid, like uh, with the first team. And uh, the thing about Mariano yeah. has always been like before it, it went over towards the end. The thing I was always remember Mariano for is the fact that he always gave his hundred percent. He gave his two hundred percent. You know, even if yeah. he w- didn't have the same talent as some of the other players, he never 100%. gave up fighting. And that was something that I always appreciated about him. A relent- relentless pressing. He always, you know, chased lost uh, causes. Yeah. So yeah, man, Mayoral also. Th- the other reason guys like Mayoral didn't stay was because. I guess you know the the, the outlook of, of Myral and you know how you know the transfer market perceived Myral was that he was a, he was at least 
a bit above average. He could do a job yeah. in, in mid-table sides, you know, elsewhere as well. Yeah, I think exactly. Um, the so, fact is, like, if we could at least get some money for him, getting mar- money for Mariano was, like, next to impossible. So. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that, that, that's that's the whole thing, man. Um, it, it, it's fine margins, uh, let, let's be honest, especially back then as well. Um, but, yeah, Mayoral has been has been doing his, you know, fair, fair share of, uh, you know, um, getting back uh, not getting back, basically cementing himself. This is his first major uh, stride forward in terms of his career, right? At least personally, um, personally speaking, even though he had some, you know, okay spells at Levante and, and, and the likes. But um, yeah, talking about his his other other players, man, guys like Jenny, you know, um, who, who has been, you know, a, a cornerstone of what Hatafe has been for for so long. I'm a huge fan, especially the first I heard, you know, about Jenny's obviously <clears throat> through FIFA, but um, yeah, like whenever when I see him, he's he's so masterful. He is some sort of a sneaky customer, you know, who can play um, as as a CDM. You know, he he is he's he has played as a six, played at centre back for so many years. Um, is 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 a big part of you know what makes Hetafe so difficult to beat as well. You know, guys like. Um, David Soria as well, who we were linked with uh, in the past summer. Um, they have quite a few good names, you know. Like Eresonal is, is also a tricky customer. He has a, he has been out for quite a quite a quite a while, right? Yeah, um, he's been injured. Yeah. Um, Duarte, you name it. There, there were so many so many good players, man. But um, yeah, more like any anybody else that you would like to uh, talk about. Apart uh, from Mason Greenwood. Oh, Mason Greenwood. Yeah, maybe you should. You know, do the honors. But I mean, I, if you have seen him, mm. I'll be honest. The fact is, like, when you when Mason Greenwood first burst at the scene at United, everybody was like, "This guy is like something special," you know. So mm. I think, uh, despite the suspension, the the player is still there, and Hatafe like kind of used the opportunity to, you know, get the best out of him. Uh, for for me, I think uh, the way he has been playing for Hatafe has been a big plus for them. I think Bordalas has kind of like alluded to to it uh, in his press conferences as well. So yeah. Hatafe have benefited from it. Uh, Mayoral definitely has because he's been scoring a lot of goals. So having a pre- having a player like Mason Greenwood besides him, you know, a, te- a technical player who can do something is like it, it has to be good. And you know, the fact is like Hatafe are one of the teams in La Liga who create a lot uh, a low number of chances, but they are mm. still among in the top ten when it comes to goals scored. So that speaks to you know how good they are in converting their chances. So when you have to make do with whatever you get, and then you have players like Mason Greenwood who you know who who is kind of like on his road to, on the road to uh, on the road back. So I, mm. I think Hatafe have done well to take advantage of him as well. Like you know my you know personal vendetta against United and United fans, right? Like I I wouldn't speak anything good about uh, those lot. Right, like, um, but when Mason Greenwood broke, uh, I mean, broke into, um, basically, you know, mini stardom, and people were raving about him. Like, I was very keen to brush it aside and say, you know, this is another hype merchant. You know, who is is he gonna be the next guy with the Ballon d'Or clause, like like Martial, you know, uh, at United, like, and then and, and basically be um, walking ramps uh, in, in in Paris, you know, for the Paris Fashion Week and what, you know, like. Um, so I wasn't really keen on the hype, but the more I saw of him, like I knew um, they, they, they were you know, very um, honest in their assessment that there, there is something truly special, especially him being very two-footed. Um, 
his 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 uh, his knack for you know close control dribbling, his composure, especially under pressure, uh, his uh, ability to pick up a pass as well. Like he he was like I I in my opinion a more complete package than what Dembele was, you know. So um, we we all know how his career went, you know. After you know, that and what when, when you watch Greenwood, uh, he, he, the impression that I get, he's the right winger that everybody would create on FIFA to be the player that they play as, you know, uh, whenever you're doing yeah. a, maybe even a, yeah. like maybe when you're playing pro clubs or playing player career, every time you're creating a right winger, Greenwood is the, like the kind of prototype that you would want to be, you know, somebody who can yeah. score. Very well-rounded. Yeah, well-rounded player. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And this, this career move, like I didn't really reckon like how this was going to pan out. Like I knew that this was going to take away the media attention, was going to take away the scrutiny and basically you know, try to reignite the footballer in him, you know, among, 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 you know, uh, the, the, the football world. But uh, yeah, man, I, I think it's going pretty well for him. Um, I'm, I'm not sure about, you know, what are the chances that United might take him back? You know, that's not, that's not very certain um, so far, but uh, I'm pretty sure, you know, there'll be suitors uh, lining up uh, come summer, man, 100%. Uh, he, he's, he's definitely a very good player. And uh, yeah, um, who else? Who else? Who else? I guess yeah, I, mean, we, I, I think we we've touched upon the fact that Soria is like he's been brilliant and he was linked to us in the yeah. summer. And you know, talking about we talked about Chennai, we talked about Myra, we talked about Greenwood. I think that leaves us with players like Oscar, who probably had a, a Real Madrid past. You know, somebody who was like immensely talented, but he hasn't exactly Oscar Rodriguez. Out. Yeah, it hasn't exactly worked out for him the way he wanted. And Sunyal coming back from injury, I think it's been a big positive for them. Players like Jaime Mata and Damien Suarez, I think they're, they're also like decent players. Always there, always fouling. But I think the thing about Hatafe that we always have to keep, <laughs> keep into mind is the fact that, you know, these guys, uh, they com commit an extraordinary number, extraordinary number of fouls. Everybody has this idea that Hatafe is a good team defensively. But when I was looking at the numbers, I was actually surprised. They, they have like conceded 28 goals. They have scored 28 goals. So they have conceded as much as they have scored. And like when it comes to uh, the amount of goals conceded, they're top 10, you know, they're like uh, top 10 in the mm. most number of goals conceded. So, <clears throat> Hatafe, you know, uh, not good defensively, but very good at fouling because I remember they were like third in La Liga in the number of fouls <laughs> conceded. So, that tells you all you know, need to know about Hatafe, like defensively at least. So, for me, I think Remedy, that is an area we have to be careful, you know, when it comes to protecting our players and everything, especially at the Coliseum because it's going to be a smaller ground, you know, less area to cover, less spaces, so more fouling can, can be expected. Uh, Ardagular should stay away. Yeah, maybe. I, I was actually reading uh, an article today from, I think it was today or yesterday, and they were talking about mm. how Ancelotti plans to bring him on slowly, not like, you know, kind of rushing into him. That is an mm. approach that probably a lot of us wouldn't agree <coughs> with, but, you know, you yeah. have to take it. And, you know, talking about Hatafe's form recently, I think it's like in the month of January, they played like five games and they won two and lost three. And they won the first game since Christmas yesterday, right? No, they actually won in January at the, at the beginning of January. If I remember correctly, it was against I think Rayo. No, sorry, sorry, sorry. They won in the that cup. was Copa del Rey or something. Yeah, yeah, they won in the cup. They won in the cup against Espanyol, not against Rayo. So in in the league, it was their first victory. Very <coughs> definitely, I think. Yeah. So the, the 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 only two teams they have beaten is Granada and uh, Espanyol. So Espanyol is basically second division right now, as much as I dislike it. But Espanol's second division and, you know, Granada is like, he's kind of second division team playing in the first division. So those yeah. are the only two teams they have beaten in January. I, I think it was against Rayo, Sevilla, and there was one, uh, Osasuna. They, uh, they lost to all three of them. So that's going to be interesting. And, you know, the thing is like traditionally for us, 
January has never been good. Like we, we we were talking about this previously as well. You know, other previews like Real Madrid have struggled in Januarys, but this season January I think we've done decently. We kind of like won six and lost only one game. So kind of mixed fortunes. It will be interesting to see how we both start February. <clears throat> I don't know, man. Um, I'm 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 someone who is a bit superstitious, right? You know me. Like I I have this uh, you know weird feelings, you know, from season to season, like how it's gonna pan out. Um, the season when we won the door, that's it. January was was kind of you know a bit shaky. You know, we we were very uncertain, and even the PSG first leg really you know made our fears even worse. Now it's kind of very smooth sailing. I feel like oh, there is some calamity around the corner. You know, I, I just okay for the superstitious I'm, 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 guy in you. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out some stats. Ramirez, I think they've only twice previously won like six games on the bounce. Before that, they've never <laughs> done it again. This this game against Hatafe it comes off a five game winning streak if I'm not wrong in the league I think, so it's gonna be okay. interesting to see like how this My thing God. goes. But for the Champions <laughs> for the Champions League I'm gonna like throw out a stat for you. You know things like uh, there were five, uh, two other occasions where there were five Spanish teams in the Champions League. I believe one was uh, 16-17 and the other one was like 22. So we won the Champions League on both occasions. So this one is also going to be interesting to see what happens. Like this season also had five uh, five Spanish teams. Five Spanish teams in the Champions League in the entirety. In okay. the group stage, yeah. In the group stage, right. Yeah. Okay. Well, I hope you're right, man. Um, like, I can't tell you what I would do to see a 15th, you know, uh, in my lifetime. Um, it'll, be, it'll be pretty special, not going to lie. Um, yeah. Uh, again, like, coming coming back to, you know, immediate, immediate matters, um, how do you think our lineup is going to be like? I really want Modric to start a game. Like, is it too much to ask? Because the more I see that basically, you know, people are questioning what his, uh, what his uh, playing time is going to look like from here on in. And, you know, Carlo having to come out and basically say that, oh, I don't want to disrespect him and all that is a disrespect in itself. Like, why doesn't he get minutes ahead of Danny Ceballos is my question. Like, I really want to ask this to yeah. Francesco as well. But it would come off as rude. That's why I haven't really, you know questioned why isn't Modric getting because they clearly see much more especially the, their data team their analysts they would be telling him that his metrics might be off you know in, in warm-ups and training sessions in, in, in the gym like who knows right? I, like, we I don't think know it's it. more of a case of transitioning to the future uh, That that's the only explanation I can give, give I'm not a fan man because the fact is like Sabios, I, if it's using Sabios Bro. Now, the way I see it is like this is, I think everything points to this being Modric's last season at Real Madrid. So, Dani Sabah is somebody I think uh, Ancelotti probably wants to keep happy. Because, you know, a lot of Turkish fans, they all they always say the fact that Kuler should be playing instead of Ceballos. So, and I kind of have to agree because last match I watched, I was kind of wondering why didn't he... He almost Modric? gave away a pen, a stupid pen as well. You saw the match, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's yeah. what I, uh, I I was kind of wondering why Modric isn't playing instead of Sabayos, but that's the only explanation that I can come up with. You know, probably transitioning. Ancelotti has to keep everybody happy, and we know if if there's something that Ancelotti is like extremely good. I at. hope that's not the case. Instead, it is to gain some money through his sales. I mean, if, that if would an offer comes, definitely Sabayos is gonna be sold. They're not gonna refuse an offer. But I think it's more of a case of them, like probably you know, managing the squad, you know, and trying to build up a player who's probably gonna be here in the come next season as well. Because you know, uh, Cruz and Mortis are two players you you can't be sure. Like I don't know what Cruz plans to do next season if he he stays. It's like something that we all want. 
But with Modric, I think this writing is on the wall. He's probably not going to be here next season. So for me, it looks like, you know, just giving Sabah's game time and like kind of building him up. Matter TV was mentioning as well, Modric has to play. Don't know why he has been benched back-to-back 90 minutes. I hate it, man. Not gonna lie, I hate it. I might be a nostalgia merchant, but there is some substance to why I feel this no, way. No, no, man. You definitely, I think uh, for me personally as well, I agree with you when you say Modric is probably better than Sabayos. But you know, the thing is, like uh, the 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 managing team, the management team, they probably have a vision that they want to stick to. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing is, come come the Champions League, and we need a goal, right? Sabayos might be fresher, more sharper, but he's not going to get us that one moment we need to overturn the tide like Modric. Modric on one leg, Modric on half a leg, can come into a game with 20 minutes to go. If he's sharp enough, which we know has to be drilled into him, he has to gain some consistency, some rhythm in his in his, in his feet to actually look you know, like he's up for it. If we don't provide him with that, that's my immediate concern, you know? Like Leipzig is around the corner, like two weeks away, right? So the Champions League anthem is slowly, you know, starting to gain volume. And I need this guy to be the centerpiece of the bench if we need to turn the tide. Like, because I've seen with my own eyes how much Modric can affect games, especially in Europe. Right, so. I, I think your, your point is extremely valid over there. I think it would even help Modric more when he starts games and, you know, uh, chains a few games together because he's always said that he likes starting the game instead of coming out and substitute because starting the games get him, gets him into a rhythm. So personally, if I think mm-hmm. Modric is going to be a big part of what we do in the Champions League this season, I think he definitely needs to starting more games. But, you know, the manager probably has other ideas and let's see what they do because, you know, this is just one game where Sabah has started. I think it was his first game. Modric definitely has had a few starts before. So it, it will be interesting to see how they, they take it from here, you know, especially against the game against Hatafe because we have an Atleti game over the weekend. So it will be interesting to see what lineup is there. And I think maybe Cruz doesn't start this one and, you know, and Modric starts. So we'll see what happens. Mm. No, I was looking at the uh, Madrid Extra tweet from, I think, a couple of days back with uh, players with least minutes. And, like, Modric has more minutes than guys like Brahim. You know, um, so I'm not too overly concerned about you know overall minutes, but like I'm just worried about you know, the, the, the rhythm that he's going to be in. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I think the goalkeeping situation more is out of the question. For me, right? it should be, At but I don't you. know about Ancelotti. For me, it's like you, after the save that Luna I, I posted a very cheeky story for Francesco to see in in 4K. You know the link you shared. You know immediately that's what my that's what my thought process was. I'm going to share this. I'm going to put put uh you know my number 1, my numero uno as the caption and he saw that. You know he saw it immediately like 2 minutes after I posted the story he saw it. So I hope you know he like him you know and the coaching staff they all know what the fans are feeling. I'm pretty sure they know right. The, the stadium doesn't yeah. lie. I mean, I think at this point, everybody knows. You you probably have to be hiding under the rock to not know that Rembrandt fans would prefer Luen over Kepa. But let's see. I think interesting news that came out like yesterday was like, uh, I, I I think it was Miguel Angel Diaz of uh, Cope. He was saying the fact that uh, there's a possibility that Courtois could be back for the quarterfinals if Real Madrid uh, potentially reach yeah. there. So for me, that is the biggest news that I want to hear. You know, Courtois coming back is is something that every Real Madrid fan wants. Would you would you? Straight away throw him into a quarterfinal? More is my question. I mean, the thing is, like, you have Lunin, you have Kepa, you have Kutua. Uh, take your pick. You didn't, you didn't answer my question, though. Would you throw him 
who is basically coming in from the cold after such a big injury. If 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 he gets fit today and tomorrow is the quarterfinal, probably not. But if he gets like Saturday yeah. or Sunday, he, he get he gets some time being fit yeah. and the quarterfinal yeah. is like in the midweek, probably I would take a chance. For me, at like for me at least, he needs three match days minimum, three match days before he plays a quarterfinal. In my in my humble opinion, because you never know, bro. You never know. I don't think, I don't think we we can afford to take a risk where you know he's kind of you know. I think still Kurt, rusty. Kurtua has earned that. Kurtua has earned that with his performances. That that bit mm. of belief that you know be thrown his way. So I think if he's mm. fit, if he's ready to go, that's the interesting thing because you know that's the most important thing. He is he ready to go? If he's ready to go, you know you trust him and throw him. Mm. Fair enough. Fair enough. But I guess Kepa is basically deemed, you know, surplus to requirements from here on in. Um, I just really don't want to see him, you know, fuck up my 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 sanity. You know? No, man, I I think I, I kind of like Kepa because you know I'll always be thankful for the fact that uh, he he kind of refused an offer to go to Bayern to come here and fight for a spot, you know. So yeah, I, yeah. I I'll always appreciate the fact that any player who who chooses Madrid. And he had a very solid couple of months where basically we were you know super happy with him. Yeah, definitely, and I think. Uh, but the fact, the simple matter is for me. I think there he has one big weakness that I think doesn't really lend itself for him to play for Real Madrid, like in, you know, in the Champions League and all these big competitions. So for me mm. personally, given what both of them have shown so far and their weaknesses, I think till Courtois, but I would probably go with Lunen. Hundred percent. And uh, as for Kepa, like uh, I slate, I slate the real life version of Kepa a lot. But I would like to thank the in-game version. You know, last night I came up against this monster side, who had a front line of Andre, Eusebio, and Jairzinho. You know, if if you don't know more, they they are one of the most OP cards in game, and he had a nine point three match rating with like nine saves. I won two nil, basically. You know, hanging on to my dear life, um, but. Yeah, man. Like I, I hope you know the goalkeeping. They wait a second. You know, the thing is, like um, the game version of Kepa always frustrated me in like previous versions of FIFA. So, right, right. Okay, okay. His, his height is definitely you know even even in the game is a is a, is a problem. No, but what man, I like I, about I could Kepa, never, for some reason, I could never score against him. I don't know why. What happened? Like even the shittiest of mm. Chelsea teams, you still can't score against them because yeah, Kepa, his, his reflexes are pretty decent. Yeah. What I like about his other stat is uh, his uh, his kicking. While I play out of the back, he's pretty decent. He has like 85k or something. But yeah, um, Maritim was mentioning our lineup should be Lunin, Carvajal, Rudiger, Nacho, Mendy. Lunin, Carvajal, Rudiger, Nacho, Mendy. Germany, Valverde, Montrich, Bellingham. Germany, Valverde, Montrich, Bellingham. No, no Cruz, right? Vinny and Rodrigo. Um, yeah, no, nah, no. Vinny and Rodrigo. I'm not so sure, bro. Um, Meragay boy has the perfect reasoning, you know. Let's be real, homies. Uh, we need to start Hossilu against the great borderless ball. He is valuable against low blocks, allows us to put in crosses and open space for the second striker. What do you, what do you, what do you reckon, Mo? Yeah, I kind of agree with him about Hossilu. I think Hossilu needs to start. Uh, I don't know how we go in the midfield. I probably I would like to go with four three three, but you know, Ancelotti decided that we're gonna go with four two 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 two. So I think Bellingham is definitely starting. Uh, Vinny, I think he's he's gonna go with Vinny and Rodrigo, not Joselu, because uh, there's a game against Atleti, and he probably wants them to change some form, you know, change some, get a game together, and be back into form because Bellingham missed out uh, over the weekend. So I prob I'm probably expecting yeah. Vinny, Rodrigo, and Bellingham to start. 
Hustle of the Bench, yeah. Yeah, Hustle of the Bench. Hustle Odin Brahim of the Bench. Mm-hmm. Marity was asking, and have you guys noticed that Rodrigo form has depth since Vinny coming back to the team? I've noticed that uh, from from the you know get go, but you know it's it's a controversial I, opinion. I, I, but... I think it's it's a more it's more of a thing of the role changing. You know, like with yeah. Vinny back in the team, I think uh, Rodrigo is having to play a little bit deeper. So, second fiddle, yeah, basically, second fiddle. and Vinny is getting all the attacks. Passes. All the all the attacks flow through Vinny when he's on the pitch. You know, um, that, that's 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 something you know um, that has been uh, a you know basic imprint of of our side whenever Vinny started. So I'm not surprised, but um, yeah, like Vinny has slowly stepped up. Like even I wasn't super happy. I'm not sure. I'm not so sure if you saw the post, as I wasn't super happy with Vinny, even in the last game. But yeah, like he's slowly getting back to you know, uh, you know, a hundred percent sharpness, hundred percent you know, uh, peak peak form. So hopefully, you know, uh, this is good omen, you know, for what's around the corner. Um, regarding centre backs, right? Um, apart from Nacho and Rudiger, like and and Chouameni, more there is still no news yet, news yet, right? Like especially regarding transfers. Yeah, I mean, at this point, it's like kind of beating a mm. already you know beaten rock. But yeah, yeah, I don't think we're signing anyone. So it's just gonna be Rudy Garnacho. You know, like I I kind of like the lineup that Mariti put out. I think that's gonna be the lineup tomorrow, unless you know mm-hmm. somebody decides to surprise and starts Hoselu. Don't start Fran, please. Against uh, Greenwood, Greenwood is playing on the right. He's gonna be starting. Yeah, against Greenwood, Fran is gonna get annihilated. So I, I don't want to see that happening. Um, Frank can come off the bench, and I was super happy with Frank. Um, against Las Palmas, he was a real outlet. If you saw the game, right? Like he even played winger towards the end, and he was really, really sharp, really uh, quick off the mark, and yeah, helped the team you know get up the pitch. Frank was decent. So yeah, man. Um, I guess that's pretty much it. Mo, um, any final thoughts, Mo? Um, yeah, you... the only final thought I have, you know, is the, before you do your outro, you know, I hope everybody likes my ad. And you know, but goes to manscaped.com and buys the stuff. But yeah, I mean, uh, against Hatafe excruciating game. I hope we, you know, we get a good result and start February well. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, man, Bellingham back is Bellingham being back is, is, a, is a huge plus for the team as well. You know, allows um, Brahim to you know basically Brahim was non-existent when he started. Um, you know, against last Palmas, I'm not so sure what happened. Jacob was of the idea he has seen a lot of. You know, Brahim having ghosted games in Milan. Uh, while you know, I had the impression that yes, he can go missing, but I never, you know, like slated for me personally. Brahim I think for, his work rate. Mm. for me personally, I think the the it was an effect of how Las Palmas play, because they're mm. like a, a very position heavy side and they kind of press forward and you know they co- the manager it was the manager of Barca B before uh, Juan Laporta yeah. in his like infinite wisdom decided to sack him. So mm. I, I think he's a good coach. I, I, I think I was reading. He his... won the youth league as well with Barca B, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, yeah. I remember Tony Cruz was praising uh, him a lot mm. in, in the social media as well. So I think uh, he's a good coach. Uh, thankfully, he was, uh, like sacked him. But with Las Palmas, he has them playing a good style, you know, and he has them high up in the table coming from the segunda. So 
the yeah. Las Palmas and their style kind of like didn't work out. So for me, that was the reason why, you know, the thing is like we couldn't really keep the ball well. So get, uh, getting players like Brahim, Rodrigo and Vinicius, get, uh, getting the best out of them was like str- was a struggle. But towards the second half of the season, uh, second half of the game with Jose Lu coming on, we suddenly had a, an option, you know, to kind of stretch their attack and stuff to keep their uh, center back spin the back. That kind of helped. Yeah. So for me, that was something that uh, Brahim and Rodrigo wouldn't do alone. So, you know, that helped and probably Brian struggled a little bit. But when it comes to teams against, you know, sitting in a low block like Hatafe probably would, I think Brian is going to have a game. 100%. 100%. Right, you heard the man. Hopefully, you know, um, we are going to be, you know, sitting here um, post-game. It's going to be me and Mo again, you know, so st- get ready to see, you know, these boring faces again, hopefully. Thursday with, with, a, with, a, with a smile. 100%. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping I won't be feeling like how I felt against Las Palmas in the previous two games, you know, um, which hasn't been great. Almeria and uh, who was it? The, the Derby as well. Um, yeah, man. Big up our partners again. Big up our partners, Real Madrid Committee. First of all, um, our OGs from from basically day one on, on Instagram. Go check them out. They're on a brilliant Instagram fan page. Um, and yeah, man, they, they have amassed over 100k followers um, like I remember, you know, when I met Sean, you know, they were on 5K. So, yeah, man, big up Real Madrid committee and all the good work they've been doing uh, all over these, you know, two and a half, three years. And uh, big up our premium partners as well, Manscape, you know, who has been with us for over like two weeks now. Um, it's it's really surreal uh, when you think about it that you know, people like us, you know, we we are a very small fan channel, basically, you know. Uh, run by fans for fans who just have uh, a passion for you know talking about our club and you know having um discussions open discussions with people you know in the chat people who send us messages after tuning in uh, later on audio platforms as well um yeah man what makes this great is is because this was a, this is a two-way street where we you know get to share and, and discuss stuff and yeah man manscape hopefully will be with us for the near future and how long they're going to stay is going to depend on you know how much love you guys can show us and manscaped as well like i would like to reiterate this is the perfect season for you know getting a gift for your you know loved one you know whether it be a man or a woman girl or a boy uh, there's a whole catalog of stuff on over at manscaped.com um if, if you if you if you you know come across their premium products the, the the pricing might be you know a bit steep to digest but i guarantee you i watch for it that there are stuff that is under 50 euros under 50 bucks under 50 pounds that yeah man would would go a long way coupled with 20 percent off in free shipping you know i think there is a deal out there and um yeah use the code lbr20 i repeat lbr20 to get 20% off and free shipping over at manscaped.com. I repeat the code LBR20. You can buy stuff um, like this, you know, with a light as well. So. Yeah, that's the Mon Lower 5.0, the latest iteration of, uh, you know, infamous you know, lawnmower series. You know, like I've been hearing the lawnmower, uh, hearing about the lawnmower for over like two, two, three years. So, yeah, man, it's, it's a very highly uh, reputed, you know, Obviously, it's it, it's a given when Manscaped, you know, is the pioneer in below the waist grooming, and yeah, man, they have all sorts of stuff, even uh, even above the uh, waist grooming as well, like beard balms and stuff. So yeah, man, like they have a whole 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 catalog of you know grooming 
grooming stuff, loungewear, you know, you you name it, boxers, you know, uh, pajamas. There's this whole sorts of stuff that 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 Manscaped sells, man. So they they don't ship to I think Asia. I think that's the only and Africa as well. Um, but apart from that, Europe, um, even the Middle East, UAE, Saudi Arabia, uh, obviously the America, Canada, all of that, um, Spain, Germany, you know, like Spain and Germany, like one of the uh, one of the places where we have the most listeners from. Like you guys, you know, uh, there is there is a there is a clear opportunity to to you know show us some. So yeah, man. Um, hopefully, you guys can. Um, help us out and you know help manscaped out um matter tv says the big up once again and let's let's hope for a win ala madrid big up matter tv man big up every single one of you in the chat mere ke boy farooq as well i forgot to you know big up farooq he was saying hello from the other side uh, I, i guess he's a bit uh, mad at me for not uh, you know shouting him out but big up farooq man farooq is the very reason that we that we are here you know cuz uh, you know he basically shared his premium zoom account for us to you know hold this hold this meeting amit is very busy uh, y'all of rice you know uh, eating you know uh, adventures over in nigeria with his family i hope he's having a good time hope jacob is having a good time as well um yeah man until next time people ala madrid ala madrid